Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We mentioned that we were going to meet uh, both Bay Area mayors. You just had uh, a session here with Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger a couple of minutes ago. Uh, we are pleased to welcome to our CHML studios the mayor-elect for the city of Burlington, Marianne Mead Ward. It's great to see you. Thanks for coming in. Great to be here, Bill. I, I know we've talked over the phone again. many times on some of these issues that, uh, that I know were very, very important during the campaign, but it's, uh, it's finally good to have a face-to-face. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, about this campaign and last night. Uh, with the victory. Uh, I got to ask you right up front. Uh, I know how, what a positive individual you are, and I know that you always thought that you got a really good shot at winning, but did you ever think that what was going to happen last night to the rest of the council was going to occur? We were very surprised to see two incumbents defeated. Uh, usually they come back in municipal elections, but we saw a huge turnout, uh, 40%, which is the highest it's been in many elections in Burlington, in, in, in my memory, and people wanted change. They clearly Clearly spoke about change. Well, they talk about the winds of change blowing through it. It was hurricane force in Burlington <laughs> last night. Yeah, pretty much. There and, was... and you're right. Some of those were just vacancies that were being filled in. But uh, your your seat, of course, in Rick Cravens, and uh, so so that that was part of it. Just just the same. Uh, you can have to wear name tags when you guys have your first council meeting. Well, I know all of the individuals who ran and won, and I really get, I'm very excited to get started working with them. They're all great people. They care deeply about the city, and they also ran on a platform of change and listening to the community uh, around the singular issue that defined this election, which is development. And how you plan your community defines every other issue. I, I know that there's always a discussion, um, as there has been in Burlington too, about things like term limits and and this sort of thing. But do you find that invariably the, the the voters will tell you when it's time for change? Well, I'm actually in favor of term limits. I think that we need change, and it's very difficult to to defeat an incumbent. It it can happen, but this was a unique election after four years of uh, really relentless growth in the community and. Uh, the community saying, we don't feel heard in the decisions that are being made. And it wasn't just downtown. Uh, What we discovered in knocking on doors is that everybody in the city feels an ownership of downtown, feels uh, that it's it's their downtown. But there are development applications, and we're in the last four years in every neighborhood of the city where the community said, this isn't my vision. You know, we, we want growth, we accept growth and change, but so do this instead of what's being approved. And you can ignore the public for four years less a day. They were not going to be ignored last night. But I got the sense, and I just want to put this in perspective, uh, I, I noticed something brewing even before that, uh, and it seems to have been happening, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd even go back eight, ten years, with some of the issues that were going on in Burlington. Obviously, there was the pier, and those are the things that made the headlines, but uh, the hospital redevelopment, some of the other plans that were happening down by the waterfront, and, and I got the sense from talking to a number of the neighborhood groups in various parts of the city that they were saying, we're not comfortable here. There's mm-hmm. something going on here that we're not really crazy about. And that, that, that angst, I think, tended to grow over the last few years. Well, the angst grew because it hit every neighborhood. And it wasn't just one application in one part of the city. And so it really started to grow in the last four years where community groups then realized that, you know, a small group of 15 or 20 residents in a neighborhood could be ignored and and an incumbent still reelected. But when you have that in every neighborhood across the city and every councillor now has skin in the game because their own residents are saying this isn't my vision for the community, that's when you really start to see the change that we saw last night because it wasn't isolated anymore. And, and residents started to find themselves, in the, uh, find each other in the last four years. 
you know, resident group A talk to resident group B, talk to resident group C across the city. People from the east to the west, north to the south were saying, well, you know, we're in the same situation where you where you were a year ago. You know, it's the same uh, same song, different verse. And we really need to to, to band together. And so there was a, there were uh, multiple uh, citizens groups and organizations, formal and informal, that got together to to work together because they recognized that only when they started to work together would their voice be ultimately heard. But in some cases, uh, and even from the political realm, from those, some of those councillors of those days, uh, that discontent was disc- it was characterized as well. These people just don't want to see growth, and and they don't want to see change. And change is change is inevitable. We all know that. Well, one of the key uh, five priorities in my plan is respect respect for residents, respect among council members, which was sorely lacking in the last uh, eight years that I've been on council. And, you know, when residents would come forward and say, I'm okay with growth and change. And could we do this instead of the plan that's in front of you? Every time delegations came forward, I would ask folks, okay, what's your alternative? So we're not going to stop. We're not going to, you know, build a so wall this around This wasn't opposition just for the sake of opposition. Absolutely. And it, no, no. Residents said, we would accept this. And I always put that question to the people that came forward or the residence groups that reached out to me. My first order of business was, uh, if this is not your vision, what is? Tell me how this this changes for the better. And they would. They would spend uh, so much time looking at what a reasonable application would be. And for their efforts, they were called NIMBYs not in my backyard. They were called bananas, which is uh, build absolutely nothing anywhere near anyone. They, you know, and, and any number of other names, they weren't the experts. They didn't know about the future. They just didn't like change. And and I heard that from my own colleagues on council. It was repeated out in the community and uh, residents were saying, hey, I'm, you know, I'm not an activist. I'm not a politically active person. I just care about my, my neighborhood. And more importantly, I care about my city. And we have to change that. We have to work with our community, not around them. There are some common problems, I guess, in just about every city. And, and, and I know even from my time on Hamilton City Council, I was always on the planning committee, uh, that you've, you've got it coming from all angles here. You've got people that want to develop, they want to invest, and, and that's a good thing. Yep. You've got city staff that will vet that process and, as against the, you know, the rules and the stipulations and the parameters that are set. And then you've got the neighborhood who may or may not agree with that and may have some, as you mentioned, some variations on this. Uh, and, and I'm not trying to cro- crocodile tears here for elected officials, but it makes the job pretty tough to try to get all of those perspectives together and try to come up with something that's going to be palatable. Absolutely. One of the things that I started doing as a councillor was asking every developer who wanted to develop in my ward, in Ward 2, to meet with the community before they submitted any applications. They didn't have to do that. And that was actually unheard of. I got some flack from people for even suggesting that they should do that before they file an application. And my pitch to the development community was, look, this will save you time and money, ultimately. It'll save you a fight and a headache, but but mostly it'll save you time and money because if you hear some ideas from the community before you submit applications, you can include that and incorporate that in your plans and then submit. So you're not changing plans and having architects spend thousands of dollars to, to update them after you hear from the community. So there are several applications that came forward in the last four years in my work where we did that, met multiple times with the community prior to any applications being submitted. Once applications were considered su- submitted, the conversation didn't stop. And I can tell you about applications that 
the development industry was okay with, the community supported, staff supported, and council unanimously supported. That also happened in Burlington in the last four years. That 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 story doesn't make the headlines because there's not a whole lot of controversy there, but it, oh, it's, it's it actually old, it's, happened. It's the old story. Nobody covers about planes that land safely. That's right. It's not, but if it happens, it happens. And it's the controversial ones, obviously, that seem to get people's angst. Uh, let's let's talk about some of the challenges, though. The waterfront is one. There's the downtown, obviously. Absolutely. Uh, you don't want to lose your waterfront. I mean, Burlington's done an incredible job with Spencer Smith Park. Uh, there is, of course, a, a great deal of pressure right now for development, their high-rise development. The council's okayed some of them, uh, yep. some of them not yet. Uh, how do you find that balance? Well, we have a huge application that we will, it, actually not an application, a plan that we will have to deal with, which is the Waterfront Hotel. Yeah. So that is right at the foot of Brand Street, right next to Spencer Smith Park. That is a, uh, a specially designated site in our official plan where you have to do a special study, a stakeholder group consultation before any plans can be submitted even for redevelop, redevelopment. And we know that um, the individual who owns that, who's also also a, a land owner and developer here in Hamilton, Darko Vranich, uh, wants to develop that. So we embarked on this study about a year and a half ago. And suffice to say, there was not a meeting of the minds between what the community envisions for that area and what the developer wants. And, and we're not sure where our staff are because, of course, they haven't written a recommendation to council. We will have to deal with that in the next, in the next term. And that's a big issue to try and figure out how we're going to get the right development there. My my preference, and I think the community's preference, would be let's see if we can buy it and turn the whole thing into a parkland. It's not for sale. So our plan B would be uh, how do we keep development reasonable and off to the easterly portion near some of the other developments so that we can open up the park wide. That's the kind of conversation we need to have is is not just accept a development application and count the number of units and count the number of floors. We need to make sure that the community is getting the best deal out of development that includes green space around a site, especially when it's contiguous to your, your jewel waterfront park, but also commercial and retail, which we've lost downtown. Uh, I got to ask you about the campaign. Uh, <laughs> uh, ca- election campaigns can get pretty dicey from time to time, and there's always a back and forth, and anytime there are contrary opinions, you're going to get some friction, etc. The one in Burlington turned totally vitriolic very, very quickly, and and you were the target, and and this Mm -hmm. went on for quite some time. Absolutely. How did you and your staff and your your supporters uh, handle this and deal with this? Because it seemed to come at you from different directions constantly. It was like every week there was some new uh, attack against us, and it really started in April and then ramped up uh, just relentlessly in the last few days leading up to the campaign. Everything from a phony push-pull survey trying to discredit me that that started in August. There was a misogynistic flyer that went around that compared my uh, character and attributes negatively and in a way that was extraordinarily sexist and misogynistic. It was very personal. They said nothing to do with policy. Nothing to do with policy policy, uh, and then compared myself to the current mayor uh, favorably. And you called that out, and I am so grateful, Bill, for you doing that. Until more people stand up and say, this is not right. We can debate the issues. We can have difference of perspective. But to allow this kind of thing in a a campaign is, is absolutely wrong. And, you know, it was shocking, but what almost immediately happened when those things would hit, 
is the public would out the public had an outcry. Sure. It backfired. People said this is not the way we do politics in Burlington. It's not the way we do politics in Ontario or Canada. This is unacceptable. Fight on the issues discuss platform and voting record but that is beyond anything and and that was that's what kept us going i i got but, yeah, but your, your family your friends are seeing this stuff that's got to be tough well my family and friends know it's not true sure <laughs> so uh and it didn't i don't know if it persuaded anybody in fact what ended up happening we know anecdotally there were people that saw that and said you know, I, I wasn't really thinking uh, about you, but if somebody is that keen and out to get you, you must be doing something right. And so people would then look more deeply into my platform, look more deeply into what we were trying to do in my background, and then that persuaded them. So people took the time to actually see what all this was about. And I, I thank the good people of Burlington. They are decent. They are good. They said resoundingly in this election, dirty politics, hidden money, does not decide for Burlington. The people do, and and that was gratifying to see the the public reaction to to what was going on there. Because I mean, it was vile. It was it was. And I got a couple of ugly emails as a result after I, I came out oh, and, wow. and said, and and that's fine. I just said thank you. you just proved my point. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And, and sadly, I guess those people get to vote too, unfortunately. But they, you know, <laughs> they, it didn't seem to obviously have an impact on the electorate. Uh, we want to talk about a number of things. Uh, we, we want to talk also about, of course, uh, you coming in for the town halls on a monthly basis. We Absolutely. look forward to that. What what's, what are the priorities now going forward, Marianne? I mean, you mentioned the first week of December is when the new council gets sworn in. Uh, you know a lot of these folks already. Uh, and as a matter of fact, a lot of their platforms are very similar to what you talked about. Mm-hmm. It's time to hit the pause button and let's look at where we are and what we, our plans are for the future. How do you how do you incorporate that? How do you get that ball moving? Well, we uh, immediately I'll be talking to uh, the region, but also my new councillors elect to talk about how we amend the uh, new official plan, which was adopted by council, the old council and not yet approved by Halton Region. We need to make some changes to the downtown. That's a central part of my platform. We need to get development right because every other issue, people say, well, that, you know, that became the singular issue in this campaign. That is the issue because if you don't plan your community properly, then your roads and your transit and your parks and your infrastructure don't work for you. And that's the that's the pinch points that the community started to feel over time. But, so, they, but they, they all, a lot of the people, your critics anyway, said you're just focusing on this little three block area of downtown. Uh, which, well, which was not it, yeah. totally true no, because you had issues on Aldershot. You've got issues out on Appleby Line, uh, right down the list. Alton, were also Lakeside Plaza, twenty one hundred Brant Street. There are development applications across the city in various stages. Some have been approved over the objections of residents. Some are still being processed right now. Um, but all development, I think, people are are gaining the awareness that even if it happens in three neighborhoods over from me, it affects me for traffic. It affects me for um, availability of community amenities. We heard people that are are leaving Burlington because we don't have enough uh, amenities, whether that's ice time or fields or even programming for our growing community. So we need to address that 
issue as well. So so that's the first thing we need to do. We also um, need to get ahead of the cannabis issue. I do not favor an opt-out, and so we need to make sure we have regulations around smoking in public. The, the, the clock is ticking on that too, isn't it? it Your really government's is. only give you a certain amount of time to, to say yay or nay on this. So that's jumped to the priority list because yeah. of, thank you, uh, thank you for that legislation, but now we have to deal with it, and, and we can, you know, it, we, it, it, this is, there's, it's a lot of common sense when it comes to where you locate them, how many, but we also need to deal with smoking in public, which will be an issue whether or not people get their cannabis in the mail or whether they get it at a retail store. So, uh, so, so that's... So you've got zoning issues. That's, that's, that's a big ball of wax to try to, to, to put together in a short period of time. There's a lot to do, and I also want to reassure the good people of Hamilton that we won't be invading Waterdown. <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to be annexing the community. What I would like to do is start a conversation with Fred Eisenberger, and I have a great deal of respect for Fred. I've known him for uh, a number of years. We've bumped into each other in in uh, at various conferences. Um, we need to have a conversation again about LaSalle Park in Burlington. It's owned by Hamilton. We've tried in the past to buy it and and come to some arrangement to get it back into Burlington. That'll be the focus of some discussions with Hamilton. Uh, let's talk about those partnerships because that's something that uh, the, the city is and uh, both cities actually have forged and I think very effectively over the last number of years uh, collaborations on things like economic summits. So, you know, the two chambers of commerce working together, the two mayors working Absolutely. together. Uh, and it's it's manifested itself now, of course, with a huge uh, federal grant to, to, for uh, the work that's been going on now. And it's it's now it's it's KW, it's Burlington, mm-hmm. it's Hamilton. Uh, it's it's a, a center of excellence now that's really being developed. Uh, you've got your own incubator right now, an innovation project that, that Burlington is working on right now. There's there's a lot more be- that's similar between our two cities than there is that se- that separates us. Absolutely, and we are we are part of the 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 whole region, and so these issues that we face in Burlington are issues that every community is facing to different scale, and so we have to work together. We have to also share ideas, and. and and not just in Ontario, where you know we have the Association of Municipalities of Ontario. I think the Federation of Canadian Mis- Municipalities is also a huge resource for all uh, municipalities looking at you know who's doing great things, where the, where are the great ideas coming from, and start to uh, to share that with each other. and And I look forward to those discussions too. You've had uh, historically some very proactive uh, and very aggressive uh, members of Parliament in the Ontario and, of course, the federal legislature. That and that carries on. That's that's got to be a big asset. Yeah, we have great representatives in Burlington. We have two provincial members, of course, and our federal member. And, uh, you know, they've both reached out to me, congratulated me. I'm, I'm delighted to get started working with uh, three wonderful women in uh, in the other two levels of government. Because, you know, even though, uh, you know, we're at the municipal level, the issues that we face cut across all levels of government. One example, the federal government is developing a national housing strategy. One of the biggest issues that we face is affordable housing in, you know, across the country. And so uh, looking forward to working with our federal partners about that. And of course, we know there's a a huge relationship between the province and the municipalities and, uh, you know, and, and we need to we need to work on those issues together, uh, but not throw up our hands, right? The public doesn't want to hear, well, that's a different level of government. There's nothing we can do. We There's a lot we can do and, and advocate to each other and then start to, you know, I think Burlington should have its own city of Toronto Act kind of thing <laughs> where, you know, they have special powers from the province. I think a lot of municipalities in uh, Ontario now need to start to grow up and, 
uh, and get some more authority from the province. Exciting times. Anytime there's change, there is uh, anticipation, I guess, of what's ahead. Uh, thanks so much for coming in today. It's great talking with you. And congratulations once again. And look forward to working with you over the next few, four years, I guess. Great to be at here. At least four years. Uh, at least four. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you, Bill. And, and thanks to the people of Burlington for giving me this opportunity to serve. Marianne Mead Ward, uh, the mayor-elect of the uh, city of Burlington. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.